Greetings and welcome to Dr. Annette West Speaks podcast. Excited to be here with you today. I've received some topics to be discussed on this show. And one of the topics is the impact of anger. So I will be speaking today on the impact of anger. First, let me say that anger does not have to destroy. It doesn't have to destroy a person. It doesn't have to destroy other people. It doesn't have to destroy the environment. Anger is a human emotion. And it can vary from a mild irritation to intense and uncontrolled rage. In its simplest terms, anger is a sign that something is wrong for us and that we need to do something about it. Anger really is a natural adaptive adaptive response when we feel threatened by someone or by something. It's an empowering feeling that allows us to fight or defend ourselves when we are attacked. There is a positive side to anger. You're probably saying, what? How can anger be positive? Anger can provide the force that we need to defend ourselves. Anger can let someone know you have an issue with what is being said or done. Thus, it is useful. Anger can even motivate us to push towards our goals in the face of problems and barriers that occur. Constructive anger can make you feel strong and powerful and help you push on, push on, push on, press forward to what you want to accomplish. Anger can also help a person to be optimistic. So anger in and of itself is not a bad thing because we need it for our survival. Think about this. Just because you you do get angry does not necessarily mean that you have a problem. Anger is, after all, just a part of our natural response that helps us to protect ourselves and to protect others. Let me share a few examples of when anger can be helpful for us, and it can actually be helpful. So this means that there are some some positive aspects of anger. Anger can give us the courage to defend ourselves because of what's coming against us, because of how people are treating us. We begin to stand up and we begin to let people know you're not going to treat me this way. Anger can also motivate us to improve the world that we are in. It can inspire us to want to be a, a part of causes because we've seen the injustices that have been done to others. Anger can also confirm our individuality, especially when we are children. As a child, I never learned how to be angry. I suppressed everything. And so when it came to the point where I could let people know, I went totally to the opposite side. And then I had to readjust back to where I could find balance in how to deal with situations. But what I've learned is, Letting people know in a way that they are trying to take advantage of you. Anger has benefited me. Like, no, you can't do this to me. No, I'm not going to accept that. No, we're not having this. 
So really anger, when used correctively, it can be a positive survival tool. It can be a source of our energy and of our strength. It can mobilize, mobilize us to, to go forward and to take action. It can motivate us to even improve ourselves. And it also is an alarm clock. It's an alarm clock if we pay attention that signals to us that something is wrong. In an article in Psychology Today, Dr. Paul Ekman, a well-known psychologist, says that we should not try to get rid of anger. I remember one time saying, well, I just don't get angry. But just because we may not be this physically and um, people can actually see our anger doesn't mean that we aren't angry within and that anger within can create other types of situations. So he says we should not try to get rid of anger. And this is because we cannot completely avoid encountering circumstances in which we feel threatened. Anger tells us that we have a problem that ideally we should deal with when we are no longer angry. Sometimes, however, we can't postpone our reaction. We must deal with an injustice, with a provocation, with an interference, without post postponing pursuit of our goal. But we have to focus and be mindful and cognizant of the fact that, yes, this does anger me. This does press my button. This does raise my blood pressure. So think about what Paul Eckert says. He says, consider the words presence of mind. Presence of mind. It means you must be consciously aware of what you are thinking and considering doing. Your response to someone's anger directed at you must resist the impulse to reciprocate that anger. I know some of you are saying, but they deserve it. Yes, but I always like to say, I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to be the better person. Not that they're not wrong, but I'm just going to choose my reaction. You know, that there's a quote that says, for every action, there is a reaction. Sometimes people act out in certain ways against us to try to get a response from us, to try to raise our blood, our blood pressure, to try to get us off kilter. But we can choose not to respond in such a way as other people are responding. You know, we can take a time out. We can step back. We can resist the urge to punch them in the face. <laughs> figuratively or physically. We can choose not to have outbursts. So as I said, I started out by talking about some positive benefits of anger. But what about the times when people go beyond this? What about the times when people shift to being vicious with their type of behavior? Hmm. This is when anger can become a problem. This is when anger can be a destroyer. Anger is, can be vicious. It can be evil. It can be immoral. It can be depraved. It can be spiteful. It can be malicious. It can be aggressive. It can be severe. It can be uh, intense. 
Vicious means having relatively high resistance to flow. That means they're going to keep pressing you no matter what. They're going to keep doing what they are doing, trying to get to you. It's just like when you see um, some mud on a, say mud is on the side of the hill and you wonder why isn't that mud moving? It's, it wants to be resistant to the force that it needs to take. So it may just take what well, a strong rain to come through and try to press it down some. And so even when people are um, being angry towards us, even when they're vicious, we still have a choice. But let's look at what's going on here. The brain chemical serotonin plays an important role in regulating anger and aggression. So sometimes people's behaviors and outbursts is based on their low serospinal fluid, which is a marker and pre a predictor of aggressive behavior. So maybe some medical attention is really needed. I can recall watching a movie where <clears throat> the young girl in the movie when she was as sweet as she could be, but when she got angry, I mean, her angry was vicious. Her angry was attacked. I mean, physically attacked to destroy, to kill. And she almost killed herself in, in the process. And her family just would say things like, well, dad used to be that way. Dad, she's, she's even beyond how dad was, but dad was very angry. And so they associated and equated it to how dad acted, not realizing that she really had a situation that needed medical attention. Well, her anger pressed on for years until eventually she created such a dynamic that she tried to kill people and wind up being killed in the process. So, you know, I know that's a severe um, example, but we have to be mindful when people are consistently acting out Maybe they need medical attention. So be mindful of that. Because anger can be a major cause in destroying relationships. People that are angry tend to shift the atmosphere just with their presence sometimes. Some will even say when you ask them, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. Yet when they walk into the room or just to know that they're coming, <laughs> exude such a feeling in the atmosphere. And when they begin to speak, you cringe because anger is a destroyer of the soul. And so now let me talk about two areas that negative anger can impact. First, it can, it can impact one's own self and then it can impact those around the person who is angry. So let's look at how anger affects the person themselves. They may feel that they're always on the brink. They're always on the edge. They're always on the precipice of falling off. They always feel like people not with them. But then they also may feel guilt. They may feel, feel remorse. They may feel shame after they've acted out. Their anger may lead to severe stressors, may lead to depression, may keep them from enjoying what's going on in the atmosphere. Excessive anger put
puts a person's physical well-being at risk. In the short term, anger can cause headaches, migraines, chest pains, aches, and even more. Over the long term, anger issues can further complicate pre-existing health conditions. It can also put a person at risk for high blood pressure, hypertension, depression, and other cardiovascular issues. And so while, you know, while we may be saying like, who that's extreme. As I said, because of the serotonin levels, the person may need medication. Because anger can easily weaken that person's immune system. Chronic anger can increase a person's heart attack and stroke risk. It can weaken their immune system. In fact, anger may help some people think more rationally on the other side. However, unhealthy episodes of anger, when you hold it in for long periods of time, turn inward or explode in rage. Like I mentioned about myself, when I was a child in the environment I was in, when people were cruel to me and mean to me, I didn't have the opportunity in my family dynamic to speak out. So therefore I internalized it. And um, then I found out later in life, that's why I always had stomach issues. So on the outside, I was functioning and everything seemed wonderful. And I was just a happy-go-lucky person. But in the inside, I was tore up and didn't realize it. So I do thank God that eventually I came to that understanding of how my um, some areas in my childhood had impacted that. And then I chose a total shifting when I realized some of this was generational curses upon my family and I didn't want to walk in those ways. And so I chose that I did not want anger to wreak havoc in my body, nor in my mind. And so the other area that anger can uh, impact is how it affects those around the angry person. You know, people say that laughter, <laughs> laughter is contagious. Well, think about this. The same holds true with emotions. The emotions that you divert, that vibrate around you, that vibrate around you, that are in the atmosphere, if you're not careful, are bound to bounce right onto you. So a person's anger affects not only them, but it impacts the people in their life. It casts a negative feeling on those around you. You know, people don't want, don't know what to say. They have to walk on eggshells because you, you're so sour. You know, you're so negative. You're so harsh with your words. And so <clears throat> anger can cause people to be put off. It can upset people. It can intimidate people. It can make people afraid of you. It can create a lot of unpleasant emotions. And it's important to note that the angry person may push their loved ones away. And in relationships, if you're angry, consider your words before you speak them. Consider if it really needs to be addressed. Don't lash out at your partner or your loved ones, your spouse, your children when you're angry. You know, because people lash out, people use anger to uh, lash out emotionally, physically, and sometimes both. We have to learn how to be conflict solvers. We have to realize, and I, I thank God I've only had a few 
episodes in my life where I actually screamed at somebody and really went off. And it was a couple of times where people were trying to take advantage of me. And it was like, no, this isn't going to happen. I'm an adult now. The, the things that I couldn't control in my youth are things I now can control in my adulthood. And so therefore, I'm not going to allow you to talk to me anyway, treat me any kind of way, and I'm not going to stay in the midst of a, a negative environment. And so <clears throat> if we want to have love and trust in our relationships, then we cannot allow anger to be to abide. We cannot allow anger to rule. We cannot allow anger to be vicious. We cannot, you know, the Bible says you can be angry, but it says, it says to sin not. It says be angry, but sin not. That means everybody gets angry at some point about something, but you don't have to respond negatively to that. You don't have to hold on to that. It is a choice as to how we deal with anger. I have chosen to not let anger rule in my life. I have chosen to love people unconditionally. And I have chosen to be aware of my thinking and my thought processes. Because what I think is who I am. What you think is who you are. And if you are always thinking negative things, then it's going to be very easy to to lash out and be angry with people but we have to choose that anger is not the way and what can combat negative behaviors of anger is love we choose love over anger we choose love over tearing people down we choose love over destroying people we choose love and a positive uh, flow instead of bringing a negative flow into the atmosphere so that's what I wanted to share with you on today. <clears throat> Y'all forgive me for that call. The impact of anger really does have um, major outcomes if we are not careful. But we have the choice and we can choose to be angry, but to sin not. So that's all I want to share on this podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in to Dr. Annette West Speaks. Follow me on Facebook at Annette West. You can find me on Twitter and on YouTube. Check out my webpage at DrAnnetteWestMinistries.org. I look forward to sharing with you soon. Blessings and have a great day. Dr. Annette West, signing out.